Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Being overwhelmed, not being present, um, you know, the fight or flight response kicking in, um, wanting to avoid people and such like, you know, if you're somebody who's very social, all of a sudden you're not wanting to go to the, you know, the Christmas party or the, um, you know, the link ups with your friends or the family events and stuff. You're going to start to change when it comes to your you know, your personality, your character. Um, There are signs. It just really depends on your level of awareness and whether or not you're going to recognise them. Or if your push, you know, I've got to keep pushing, I've got to keep going, can override that, you know. So Mm. I think it's really about just being on that road of personal development, whereby automatically you're going to be forming a lifestyle that will incorporate things like self-care. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. I am delighted to have Aisha here with me. Aisha is the host of the Burnout podcast and you've designed or designing a course for burnt out mums. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a, a podcast, a new podcast called um, the Breakout from Burnout podcast. Breakout from Burnout, that's yeah. it. Amazing. So can you just tell me a little bit about your journey as a mother and what led you to design a burnout course for mums? Um, well, my journey as a mum, I was probably quite late um, in having children, you might say. Are, are you being classed as geriatric? Because I was geriatric. Not quite, but I was 30, <laughs> I was 33 at the time um, when I had my first son. And it absolutely rocked my world in mm. going through the whole process of pregnancy and birth. It was absolutely life-changing for me. Um, I came across a series, um, it's by the Honourable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and it's called How to Give Birth to a God. It mm. was, I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but it it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And he was kind of breaking down, if you like, the science of, um, you know, carrying a child and giving birth and being able to fashion that child from when it's in the womb and how whatever's happening and going on with the mother at that time, how that can affect the child. Um, you know, things like talking to, you know, your unborn child and, you know, praying for your unborn child and envisioning what you want for that child and being very careful about who you have around you, um, you know, the kind of vibes that they bring and stuff, making sure you're not upset and you're not sad during that period when you're carrying a child. So that was, that information was mind blowing. And I think it really allowed me to be able to fully appreciate being pregnant and the power that a mum really has over her child from inception. 
And um, that was further buttressed by this book called um, The Secret Life of the Unborn Child by Dr. Thomas Burney um, with John Kelly. And that kind of goes into what goes on in the womb um, when the child is being formed and fashioned. So it really allowed me to immerse myself in that whole journey um, of motherhood from before my first child was actually born. Amazing. I love how intentional you were about the whole pregnancy. It's brilliant. And, and the whole journey, the whole stepping into motherhood, just so intentional because it can be, it, as much as you've got the eight, nine, ten month, it, it can go so fast, can't it? And it can all feel a little bit like a blur and it and there can be so much fear attached to it that just to take the time that you have to be intentional and just you know be present with it um that's brilliant brilliant so from your motherhood journey to the burnout section and sector <laughs> how how did that happen well I was a stay-at-home mum for probably about eight years or so and there was an intense period where my children, they were all roughly two years apart. But there was a phase where there was kind of, um, I think the eldest one was about five and then you had two under the age of five. They all really needed my time and attention and I was living in a place that was just on the outskirts of London and feeling quite isolated to be honest. And mm. Um, it was a lot and it's only when I looked back I started to get into coaching and I looked back um, over that period that I actually realized you know what you you were actually burnt out then (laughs) I didn't realize at the time I think the 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 day-to-day of motherhood can be quite monotonous like thinking of breakfast, thinking of dinners, getting everyone to school, getting lunches, all of that, da, 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 the washing, the shopping, all of that sort of stuff can feel so like a conveyor belt. You can kind of forget that other things can happen. And that's where I get trapped in the um, just taking a minute to step back because you can just keep on going and going and going and going and not really realize. Like sometimes I'm like, I haven't brushed my teeth today. Or, you know, you just kind of, completely get sucked into it and I can see how you could not realize you're burnt out till you know you completely crash yeah um and you know it was something that just went on there's I've come to realize that you know as women we have certain behaviors and there is the strong woman narrative in regards to woman you know, uh, generally speaking, but strong black women specifically, whereby, Mm. you know, we want to aspire to be this strong woman, which in our minds and from the examples of the strong matriarch figures that we've had in our family, you know, we aspire to do everything. Um, Often see it as a sign of weakness to ask for help and have this... um, overwhelming inability to prioritize ourselves to put ourselves first everyone and everything we put before us um and neglect ourselves 
and it's so injurious because we can end up and do end up with a lot of issues um, as a result health issues mental health issues drug issues um, in order to to cope and no one really teaches us when it comes to parenting how to necessarily deal with the ups and downs that we will encounter in this life and therefore we process it the best that we can or sometimes we we neglect things um and just continue on until we we've been we've been injured and we've had to learn through the process of something befalling us before we can take stock and say okay i need to do something about this or some of us will just brush it off and continue on yeah 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 that's that's me that is me definitely so you you said you you had your young kids you re- realized recognized that you were suffering burnout then what did you do immediately when you realized um it's really about backtracking and trying to remember how I made my way out of it um you know I know that I moved I moved to Birmingham and I had a greater support system um and I think that that really helps I was able to you know spend time working out running around the park while another sister would you know, entertain the children on one lap and then we change over um, and just being able to socialise that pad bit more. And with the children, you know, growing up and one of them, the eldest going to school, so I was at home with the youngest two, it gave me room, yeah, that space and time. So I think that was really how I was able to exit burnout. Um, It was for some life lifestyle um, changes that you do definitely have to make in order to make your way out and recover from burnout. Amazing and I know you said you kind of stepped back and realised you were burnt out but looking back on it could you see clear signs? I can't say I could and it's quite ironic yeah with the work that I'm doing whereby I've actually been led to see that there is such a need to raise awareness and educate on burnout when it comes to the signs because you can be stuck in it and really not realize what's going on and if you don't know what the signs are and you don't know what you're dealing with it you won't know how to handle it and you definitely won't know or realise the urgency to do something about it. Some of the signs which I'll go through are very similar to depression. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Can you take us through some of the signs and maybe just some of the differences between burnout and depression? Well, when it comes to burnout, what you'll find is that you become disconnected from the people and the places and the things that used to light you up. You might want to isolate yourself. You will um, encounter periods of overwhelm and anxiety. You won't have the energy because you'll be exhausted to do things with the children, you know, go out during the holidays. You'll want to stay home a lot more. you will be very tired and um, fatigued as well as the exhaustion that I've mentioned. You'll start Mm -hmm. to ease back from some responsibilities because 
you know, you want to create room to get that rest. You'll be snapping at people. Mm. Um, your libido can be uh, affected as well. Your communication when it comes to, um, you know, your your spouse or your partner will suffer. You won't be present with your children. They'll be there and you'll be there in the same room, but your mind will be somewhere else. You can have gut issues in regards to your digestion. Um, the list goes on. There are a lot of um, signs of burnout. And um, mm. those are some of the common ones that come about. Yeah, sleep issues as well. And what about anybody listening who's just like, well, isn't this just parenting? Isn't it just hard? Like, isn't it just tough? Isn't it, doesn't it just ask a lot from you? And, you know, why did you become a parent? Isn't, isn't some of this, I don't believe this, but do you know what I mean? Could some people listening just think, well, you know, suck it up? Well, it's the suck it up mentality that leads to burnout. <laughs> leads us to burnout. So that's point one. I mean, burnout used to be something that was very domain to the office environment. You know, it was the office worker. It was yeah. the, um, you know, the woman who was highly ambitious, that wanted a career life that would be at work and her and her colleagues would, you know, enter into this thing that they call burnout. Morale would be low. Um, work, ethic would, work ethic would, you know, suffer. And, you know, bosses would call in people to try and get the performance back up kind of thing. Um, you know, you might have to take some time off work and that kind of stuff, try and balance it. However, it has been recognised that burnout has now transpired into everyday life. So you can be the stay-at-home mum and suffer with burnout. You can be a student, you can be a caregiver, you can be a business owner. Um, you know, it, it can show up. Mm. It's not just about motherhood, although I've decided to focus on mums. I've decided to do that because mums, unlike women without children, whenever we're making decisions, we always have to consider our children and how they will be affected. And this is an extra layer of responsibility that's intertwined with burning out because a lot of people's why tends to be their children wanting generational wealth and freedom and to um, leave a legacy and such like. A lot of the time it's for the future generation. So because mums have that added layer of responsibility, that's why I've decided to work with them. Um, so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It does. It's about the woman. It's not just about motherhood. Um, being a woman uh, in today's society comes with a lot and being a mum on top of it is even more and I understand that we've got more mod cons to help us keep the house tidy and more freedoms than maybe what grandma did. We do but it is still a fresh time isn't it for for the working mother for the the black woman in this position it's still fresh like we're doing things that our mothers and our grandparents haven't done before and you know there's going to be some resistance down the way and there's also going to be people who don't quite know how to 
how to handle it the kind of the traditional roles meeting the reality of where we are in this contemporary world so it that that there is a lot of support but there's also a lot of pressure for us to succeed and deliver and um maintain and excel and you know there's a pressure on black excellence as well so it's a lot it is definitely a lot that we're battling with so if we see mums in our lives if we see women our sisters our mothers our aunties women who look after children in our life and we feel they are burnt out what could we do to support them or is there any kind of language maybe if the mum doesn't recognize that she's burnt out is there anything that we could do to initially start the conversation most definitely i think it it is um observation um and good communication you know have a conversation about how are you feeling um you know how is life for you right now mm. and i know there's any shame in in that so i was just, just about to yeah, get to that yes of, of why why someone would be like no i'm fine i'm fine like you know, yeah I'm fine. that's the automatic response and that's why it's really good to observe um due to the uh strong woman narrative that so many of us strive to become this strong woman there is a lot of shame as well as guilt in admitting Mm -hmm. that I'm not coping because Mm -hmm. the signs of burnout really are signs that you're doing too much and you're not coping you're not managing it well Um, so to admit that is almost like failure and weakness and those type of things can leave you feeling, you know, very incompetent, very vulnerable. Um, and not everyone feels good in that space of vulnerability, no, um, yeah. in that place of shame and that place of guilt, because there's such yeah. high expectation on being a mum for you to have yeah. everything down packed and covered. You know, you're the career woman, you you know, you've got a degree or whatever, and especially in this climate of high value man and high value woman and what you bring to the table kind of conversation. Um, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot that's being put on our shoulders if you maybe don't have a strong enough sense of self. Mm-hmm. Um, we always say know thyself. And that's a continuous process. And it's only when things start to show up in your life and you see how you react, um, a lot of the time react rather than respond, that you gain insight into who you are and how capable you are or not. And that can have an effect on you. It's not always a a lovely discovery. (laughs) And that can leave people in all different types of conditions. So we are quite protective and wear a mask as to say everything is fine when indeed oh, it's, it's, the it's easiest, not. Totally, it's the easiest thing in the world to say. And especially when you said know thyself, that's also a tricky, it's, I mean, that's tricky in life in general, but it's also tricky whilst being a mother because your identity can get so linked to the, function and the role of motherhood you can kind of 
it, it can be tricky to maintain who you are. Definitely. You can lose yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, you can, yeah. can't you? Yeah. And, it, and yeah. it's so, so, so hard. Okay. So we can observe. Is there anything else that we can do to either prevent burnout in ourselves or try and support the women around us? Yeah, I mean, you know, the mind and the body are linked. So when it comes to yourself, it's to have a certain level of awareness. If you're pushing yourself too much, your body will give you signs. You know, you can get body aches, get heart palpitations, um, you know, that exhaustion and feeling tired, um, the mood swings and such like, you know, these are the subtle signs that you start to see when you're actually entering into burnout. being overwhelmed not being present um you know the fight or flight response kicking in um wanting to avoid people and such like you know if you're somebody who's very social all of a sudden you're not wanting to go to the you know the Christmas party or the um you know the link-ups with your friends or the family events and stuff you're going to start to change when it comes to your you know your personality your character um there are signs it just really depends on your level of awareness and whether or not you're going to recognize them or if your push you know I've got to keep pushing I've got to keep going can override that you know so Mm. I think it's really about just being on that road of personal development whereby automatically you're going to be forming a lifestyle that will incorporate things like self-care you know holding space and making time for you and that is so important because the way to recover from burnout really is about lifestyle changes so it's to create it's to design the type of lifestyle whereby you're automatically going to be taking a break every now and then um, to recalibrate, to reassess and things like that. We have to, in our culture as a, as a people, really take more interest in catering for our mental health and emotional health and physical health um, to make sure that we are at our optimum to be able to function well in life. Once that becomes a way of life and culture, we will be able to prevent things like burnout. So it's really to not wait to fall into it, but to be designing that lifestyle that is a healthy one. Yeah, and I, I think that's the that's the tricky bit to be intentional about it because it can almost feel luxurious, can't it? When you're in the day to day sludge of you know the monotony of of motherhood the day to day like what am I going to cook today I've got to do the washing all that sort of stuff it can be really it can feel like so luxurious to sit back and think oh how am I doing when you're like I've got a heap of washing I've got the dishes I've got this I've got that and you're trying to find some time for yourself you know it can feel impossible can't it just to take that space and to, and to also protect that space. You might be great at doing it for one week, but to continue doing it each week to check in yeah, and feel like 
you know, as luxurious and going as going to buy yourself a kind of luxury handbag or something. It, it, for me, it can sometimes feel that out of scope. Like, I just don't see how I can fit it in mm. because you're already behind on so many different areas, let alone doing something lovely for yourself. Just being able to sit down and have that moment. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You know, at the end of the day, you might just want to crash. Like you might literally just want to you know, go to sleep and not think about anything other than just checking out. Um, and that's the bit that I find difficult, mm. those moments to kind of prioritize and protect that time. Yeah. And I suppose it is, like you said, it's asking for help. It's like you did. You made that intentional move to go to a space where you had support so you could it could make those runs in the park easier. It could make maybe you taking a walk and, you know, having your sisters, your friends, look after the kids while you just take a drive or a minute by yourself. It makes it feel a bit possible. Yeah, and what I found in my journey of burnout recovery, I'm glad that you raised that because it's very much about getting into the minds of women who find themselves, you know, burnt out. It's mindset. We have so much occupy the mind telling us that we can't find the time. We can't make the time. Um, everything's yeah. going to fall down and we can't delegate somebody else to do it because they're not going to do it as well as we want them to do it too. So, you know, yeah, therefore we've got to do it ourselves. And this mind chatter, you know, that just takes over. It's constant though. Yeah. And, and, it, and it really just convinces you that it can't be done. But, you know... These are some limiting self-beliefs. It can be done. Yeah, this is this is where the limiting self-beliefs come into yeah. it. You know, this is where yeah. the self-sabotage comes into it because it's change and the mind is going to resist change. It's going to protect itself. Oh my God, this is something different here. Um, you know, um, I have to protect you from this. No, don't do it. But once you are able to push past that and actually try and see the positive effect that it actually has on you you know and be consistent with that and that's why people need you know a coach a lot of the time rather than struggling to recover from burnout by themselves is because it 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 takes somebody to hold you accountable it takes somebody mm -hmm. to teach you some things that you don't know so that you can put them into practice um, to make the well-needed change so that you can hold space for yourself, you can have time for yourself and not be flooded with that inner chatter that is telling you, no, it's impossible, I've got to keep going, I've got so many things to do. Like, you know, really accepting all of that chatter, telling you it can't be done when you find that it can. You know, you're so empowered at the fact that, wow, like, I can't believe all of that was going on in my head because, you know, I am able to put, to put the 
15 minutes or the 30 minutes or the half a day or however long you, you, you know you need or work up to to actually take some time to do something for yourself it's amazing it, it, it is really about taking that mindset shift um, and getting that extra help to know that no that's not actually reality that's what you're telling yourself try with 10 minutes first try with 20 minutes and build up and you will just be blown at how you can you know have self-care routines and be redesigning your life in a way that really does serve you you are talking that talk so with your own personal burnout recovery journey did you notice a change in your children um i would say yeah i mean they watch you don't they yes they do um, and 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 this is the thing they they really do and they like to do what they see you doing like <laughs> it's so it's it's amazing so they take an interest in self-care mm-hmm. you know um they take an interest they realize that it's something to be done and they will pull me up if they see me slipping you know that. oh mom you haven't done your exercise today when are you gonna do your <laughs> exercising you know you're like oh damn yeah let me keep going on this you know because they'll pull you up and that's why it's so important for us to you know adopt these positive lifestyle changes and routines because they're watching they will do it too so therefore they will be prevented from burning out and experiencing some of the things that we do as mums because we've been an example we are teaching them through example the fact that it's normal to take time for self yeah you know it's good to have boundaries with people if you find that you're a people pleaser and you're always saying yes 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 find your voice and say no or this is what I find acceptable and this isn't and this is the consequence if you breach that because I need to protect my peace you know you're, you're you're teaching you're teaching as you are living it and that is so powerful yes if you could go back and speak to your your burnout mum self or your younger mum self, and if your younger mum self would listen, what would you say? I would say pause. Mm-hmm. Pause and take stock. We go all the time, mind, body, and whatever else. <laughs> and yeah. you have to pause and kind of step out of yourself and, and look in and recognize what's happening and get to that point of enough you know yeah. I deserve I deserve more than this I I yeah. want a better and deserve a better quality of life and want to live a purposeful life and once you're locked into that mode of just pushing and pushing and pushing and ignoring the screams of your body and your mind that is saying this is enough you know you, you, it's like living in hell really yeah um and what's been really great in interviewing some women from for the podcast is that once they got to that place of this is enough and decided to do something about it it led them to find purpose and through finding purpose for their life to serve others 
And it was what they encountered through their burnout and recovery that has afforded them this. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like burnout is a sign of deeper issues. You know, that is my statement and belief when it comes to burnout. It's a sign that something deeper is going on. There's some things to do with some kind of trauma. There's things to do with self-esteem. There's things to do with identity. There's a lot going on there that needs to be unearthed and looked at because it is fueling the behavior patterns that lead to burnout. I think that advice of just being able to pause is so brilliant because it sounds so simple, but it's so difficult to do. It goes back to all that mind chatter you were talking about. And you sit there thinking, I couldn't possibly take a break because I've got all these things to do. And like you said, I can't delegate because only I can do it and I know how to do it best. And I might as well just do it. It would be quicker for me to do it. And you've got all that going on that if you could just take a moment to pause, everything probably would feel a little bit simpler. You know, it wouldn't feel as as so, as so overwhelming, as consuming, but it's it's being able to actually take that pause, which I find the hardest step. So um, I think that's great advice, great advice for your younger mom self. Just out of interest, would you have listened if someone came and said, take a break? I think I would have. I would have loved to have paused. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I, but I think in being isolated, you know, um, you know, the husband would go out uh, to work and I'd just be there with the three children. Um, you know not many visitors and stuff it didn't seem as though there was much of a choice I might go and visit my mum once a week or she may come down and spend you know half a week or whatever but I needed more than that and it just seemed as though it it wasn't there so I think for me I I would have loved it (laughs) I would have loved to yeah here take the children and uh, yeah I'll 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 take this pause but um what you'll find in the stories of women is that your body will force you to do that yeah, eventually. So true. so true, so true, so true. I love it when you said earlier, um, I'm not sure what you said, but it reminded me of that phrase of, you know, you hear the whispers and then you hear the shout and then you hear the like brick upside the head. Like your body will tell you things it's like if you're in tune as you said you get the aches and you get the pains you might get the ulcers um you know and then if you don't listen to those moments it will cause long-term damage yeah and I think um that's obviously when some of us end up in hospital or on medication or just with with um irrevocable issues yeah I mean we just need to look back at the matriarchs in our family you know um yeah you know grandma may have raised eight and made it look effortless but what quality of life did she really have what dreams did she have to uh you know push to the side in order to serve everyone you know um we want to be advancing with every generation and therefore, you know, we have to, if you like, honour them by learning the skills, 
you know, life skills. It had to cope and manage um, to do better so that we can have better and our future generations can have better mm. as, as, as well. Yeah. So just lastly, for any mums listening right now who may recognize themselves in some of the things we've been talking about just what would you like to say to them any any support or any practical advice just anything you really want people to hear to take away from today yeah I mean the word grace comes to mind you know give yourself some grace realize that you are so precious and deserving of the best and you can only have that if you take the journey to take responsibility for your care for showing yourself love through taking care of yourself listening to yourself mm. because we we know when we're ignoring our body yeah we know mm. and it's to do away with all of those feelings of guilt and shame and what everybody else thinks and oh, to just you know connect with self and start to care for self yeah it, it's almost as we would do naturally for our children and as we would ask them to do for themselves it's just sometimes so hard for us to do for our own in our own lives but you would automatically say to a child don't say that about yourself you are beautiful you know to our black girls we are lifting them up constantly but sometimes you know you forget to do it for yourself yeah indeed yeah yeah but the consequence yeah. the consequences are too much <laughs> yes absolutely. you know so too it's it's too high. yeah just just act you know prevention is better than cure that's one of the things that my granny would tell me and life has proved it so you know um take stock pause and um you know turn it around whether by yourself or with the help of a life coach um most definitely save yourself this this has become a life saving mission you know this is what this is ultimately becoming with the research i've done and the women that i've spoken to and the things that i'm involving myself in I am realizing that this is life-saving work because burnout is real. It's no joke. Yeah, I'm sitting here nodding away. <laughs> so um, where can we find out more about your podcast, more about what you're up to? Well, you can find out about the um, Break Up, Breakout from Burnout podcast it's on youtube and also on facebook um you can friend request myself on facebook aisha muhammad um because it's uh, podcast streams from there also um it streams from these three places every tuesday at 1 p.m gmt which is uk time every tuesday you'll find a woman come forward on the um, triumph over burnout series telling their story of burnout how it showed up in their lives how it took shape how it affected them how they were able to make their way out of it and recover and some of the stories my god <laughs> 
<laughs> they are mind-blowing. The one today in particular was mind-blowing. Um, you know, there was a woman who lost everything. You know, she ended up on, um, on tablets, um, medication. She ended up losing her home. She was street homeless. Um, and she's been able to put things, you know, back together again. Like her case, probably one of the most severe ones that I've come across as yet. But, um, you know, um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's absolutely fabulous. And I really enjoy doing it. I can imagine. I also do masterclasses. I have one coming up on the 28th of March. And um, that one is on overwhelm because so many women tell me that they are overwhelmed and it's just a um a one-day masterclass uh, that you can join and it's for free and you can access that via my facebook page and also um where else can you access that uh, it's, it's, it's as an event on facebook so you can you can you can get it there um you can find me on ig as well under breakout from burnout as well so there's a lot of my content that will often contain links for you to take part in the things that um that i'm doing and the masterclass is what's coming up next and you can catch the podcast weekly or you can dm me or check out my website for a free discovery session whereby you know you can talk to me about your burnout and then we can see how I can help you I offer one-to-one coaching um, and also group coaching so if you want to find out more about that by all means contact me and my website is bestyouinmotion.com fabulous thank you I'll put all these links down as well for everyone to see Thank you so much for your time and just sharing all your wonderfulness and your advice. Really appreciate everything you're doing. Keep keep fighting the good fight. I love seeing your updates and um, I'm going to check out the podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come on this excellent, excellent podcast. You know, we really, really do need spaces like this. And um, I am most honoured. And it's been an absolutely fabulous experience. So thank you so much. Dope Black Moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Moms private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Moms on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Moms. Thanks so much for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.